The Nas crew joins us on this special occasion as the Backlog Busters prepare to rock the nation. Uh, that's Nas as in Nintendo Nostalgia, not the energy drink. Jacob is pure into uh, water and kale, everything else just plain steaks. <laughs> so what kind of nostalgia will the crew bring tonight? If I say Banjo-Kazooie sucks, will I have to prepare for a fight? Or is it all kindness and loving spread today all along? Even when I say it's completely inferior, like a horrible racer called Diddy Kong. So let's get this show on the road, like a camel in a commode. We all love pie a la mode. Welcome, Rhinoz, to Rhinoz the Mario to Jacob's Toad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Welcome, Nintendo Nostalgia. Thank you. We're glad to be I, here. Yeah, I, I I was glad to be here that I just got <laughs> rolled it from the get-go. <laughs> I've honestly never played any of those games, so oh, I it's can't okay. say how I feel. It's okay, it's okay. It will change your life, according to Jacob. <laughs> it changed mine, that's for sure. I could ah. never get into the N64. The only thing everybody wanted to play was uh, Bond, and I died too much, so I gave ah. up. You're hanging out with the wrong crowds, but although Bond is fantastic and I, I do really loved it, uh, um, I did really love it. Still do. There's so many good sweet gems on there. Yeah. I think there's so many, uh, especially today. The reason people don't like to go back to the N64 is because they say like it's you know it's very polygon and it's not pretty enough for people. Uh, whereas like I don't care, you know, like. It, when I when I jump back into those old worlds, it just takes me back to where I was, which again, why I love nostalgia stuff so much. But uh, um, man, the '64 really it started the foundations of what we play today. I mean, in 3D video games, um, 3D platformers, even shooters, even GoldenEye. Like you, even though you didn't play that much, uh, GoldenEye. That was the first big shooter game, like before Halo was around, before Call of Duty. Like it, it all started there, you know. So I have fond memories of the '64. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a bit older than you guys, so it's my, true. How old were you when the '64 came out? Uh, I was in college, I think. It was either the end of high school or sometime in college. So, um, and at the time, I was like in between my gaming. Mm -hmm. So. I, I grew up with nothing but side-scrolling 2D Marios, and that's what I loved. So when it all went 3D, I was like, ugh, I don't it's like different. this. I don't... Yeah, it was. And at the time, I had a bunch of friends who they were either into stuff like playing GoldenEye, or that was like the whole Diablo 2 and StarCraft and mm. playing a bunch of stuff online. So I was like more into that. Then I got the PlayStation for uh, Final Fantasy 7, and then then became my Madden years. So mm. everybody wanted to play GoldenEye and all I wanted to do is play season after season of Madden at the time. <laughs> I was in kindergarten when the 64 came out. So. Yes, I'm old enough to have changed your diapers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, age is just a number, right? That's that's what my wife tells me. Yeah. She tells me I'm the old one of the group too, but... <laughs> Wait, so wait, I didn't know this was the Nintendo 64 episode. What a surprise. Yeah, so normally everybody likes to end the episode telling, you know, where they can find you and what you're all about. So let's start the episode like that. Sure. For uh, people that don't know you. Ryan, why don't you do our due diligence? Sure thing, man. Um, you can find us at uh, 
Nintendo Village, the NintendoVillage.com slash Nintendo Nostalgia. You can listen to our podcasts on Apple Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Um, Nintendo Nostalgia, um, Facebook.com slash Nintendo NOS. On our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. Uh, you can shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. You can find us on our YouTube and we're on Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Well, that's... <laughs> and he did that with his eyes closed. I know, right? That's amazing. <laughs> And let's ride a bike now. I know. Enough. (laughs) Hey, uh, Um, Serge, should we start uh, this episode off like we do every episode? Each and every episode with our (laughs) inkouts? No. No. Are what we've been Jack and Daxtering about. Jack and Daxtering about turkey. <laughs> you can start. <laughs> All right. So, um, I've been Jack and Daxtering about a, um, a, a a a trend that I've been seeing on the Switch that I just absolutely love, and that is video game collections. And I like old games, and I like when they take these old games that are expensive and hard to find, and they put them on a cartridge. Um, a lot of time, I mean, we had them on discs and now I can buy them on cartridge and that a game that I have, I have nostalgia for because I played it at Pizza Hut while my sister played the claw game is Samurai, Samurai Showdown 2. Uh, so mm. they have a Samurai Showdown collection coming to the Switch. Um, I guess in time for the new Samurai Showdown that's coming out later this year. So, uh, Digital Eclipse is doing that, and they've done a lot of great collections, including the 40th SNK's 40, 40th anniversary collection. So, mm-hmm. I have been Jack and Daxtering about that. Excellent. Wow. So we're going to go in reverse order of how I see people on my screen. So Ryan, what are you Jack and Daxtering about? You know, today I got to sit down finally had some time i I, actually i laid down so i could rest the vr on my face but um i I played legend of zelda breath of the wild in vr and it was awesome Mm -hmm. i I enjoyed every minute of it i don't care if it was blurry and muddy like being immersed in that world in a vr space is so awesome i'm honestly looking forward to that i've heard nothing but good things about it even though it's you know downgraded visually and you have to balance the switch on your nose while staring into space, but I really kind of want to see that. I was really thrilled that it worked. Um, it didn't like try to track my face when I looked up. I was just looking at the sky. No, I could I could lay down and play it, and and look at it normally, and it was great. It was ah, it felt so good. And the volume, the way the speakers are positioned, they're like right at your ears, so you feel like you're kind of in the in that space as well. It's kind of kind of trippy. <laughs> I want. I, I need to find a way to you know, after I finally buy it, strap it to my face mm-hmm. so that I don't have to do what you did and like lay down in order to uh, play it properly. Cause ultimately, I fall asleep. ultimately that's my plan too, is to find some way to strap it to my face to be able to do that. But, ah, uh, so good. I, I... Jacob, that is the largest yawn that I have seen in a long time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So let... it's been a long day. It, it has. I started my morning at five 30 when uh, the baby decided to wake me up. Yeah. Yep. And so what are you Jack and Daxtering about? 
Myself? Well, uh, well, I said before we got on here, um, I have just been watching the NFL draft. Um, so I, I'm kind of a, a diverse person, guys. Like, I have my um, really nerdy Nintendo side. I love and I'm all about it. And then I also have my, like, I'm a big, massive Colts fan. And, like, I'm the guy that I have in the past couple of years because I just – didn't want to get emotionally get involved. But I'm that guy that if my team loses on Sunday, like my whole week is ruined. You know, it's just like one of those kind of guys. And and that's why I have kind of just casually watched the Colts the past three years because um, besides last year, they were really struggling. And I was just like, I had so much going on in life, babies, family stuff, houses, moving. It was like, I don't have time to put the emotional energy into that. But I have been watching the Colts draft and uh, just been excited about that. You know, it, it, this is like, if there's an E3, this is like the E3 for football right now. You know, we're, we're getting our picks and future prospects. So, and then I'll get to celebrate my Nintendo E3 here in just a, you know, a month or two. So it's, uh, it's exciting times. But overall, that's what I'm really stoked about, with, especially this week. But, um, I will say I was frustrated last night because I was up all night basically till midnight. I don't I don't ever really step that late. Normally I go to bed between I try to get to bed between nine thirty ish and ten, and I was up till almost a min, midnight because the Colts picked at twenty six last night. Well, um, right when they get to their pick, uh, they come up and they say the Colts have traded out of the first round uh, <laughs> with the Redskins, and there was a guy on the board who I was really hoping we get. And the team they traded ended up taking that guy I wanted anyways. And I'm like, oh, my. It, if, if anything, it deflated my balloon. Because I, I, I was on the edge of my seat all night. And I was sacrificed because I had to be up early. Because I've been up since, like, you know, about 4.50-ish this morning. And and worked out and uh, then got to the office. And, um, yeah, I've been up all day and taking care of kids, so I'm exhausted right now. But um, it was not fun that the Colts traded back. Even though I trust them with what they're doing, it just wasn't fun that they did that. It's like they trolled you. Basically. It's like Nintendo saying, hey, our, our press conference is going to happen on Tuesday, and you set your party up, and everyone takes work off, and they're like, we yeah, traded we're going to do it Wednesday. <laughs> we're going to do it Wednesday now. Sorry. We'll be, we'll be back tomorrow. So, yes, the, but overall, you know, that's why I'm Jack and Dextrin about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, see, I had the opposite problem. My Steelers traded up to the number 10 slot so that oh. I didn't have to watch so much. And uh, Lucky you, this moved up. Yes, and <laughs> I, much Are you like happy you, with their picks? Uh, so far, I, us- I don't watch live because I'm usually working. Yeah. Um, last night also happened to be my wedding anniversary. Oh, oh wow. That, that was happy my five-year anniversary, and... I was like, hey, babe, do you mind if we uh, stay home after we both requested to work early and just uh, watch the NFL draft? <laughs> and the look of pure murder in her eyes oh, told no. me that no, we were going out. <laughs> but, but, no, we went out. We had a good time. Um, we went to uh, Dave, 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 no, Gordon Ramsay's Burger Bar down at the uh, Planet Hollywood. Hmm. So we got some nice. very delicious burgers, some delicious fries, and they had a couple TVs showing the draft. So. Every once in a while, she'd kind of stare at me and be like, who did they pick? (laughs) She understands, and that makes life good. But yes, um, I'm one of those guys that like lives and dies by my team as well. Okay. So it's like, you know, luckily the Steelers have been good for a long time. And 
there hasn't been like a whole lot of like oh crap 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 but um except for what last made it season for me uh, and turkey, and drama turkey i'm, I'm just saying to... i mean there's been drama there but to be your your steelers have been a thorn on the colt side for years i mean uh, you go yeah. back all the way to our 2005 season we were supposed to go to the super bowl and then you you mean the year that the the miracle tackle happened yeah yeah exactly oh my gosh if the guy just would have cut this way instead of this way we would have stopped them and we would have been the super bowl champs that year that's all i'm saying i i'm not proud of this moment but i remember uh i think it was like luck's first year or second year in the nfl and um we were playing the steelers and for some reason we just we could play all these other teams but we could not play the steelers and they beat us by like it's been Roethlisberger threw like six touchdowns on us. I'm not proud of this moment, but I vividly, I picked up my ottoman and I tossed it across my apartment room, li- apartment <laughs> living room floor because I was, I was not. I was home alone. Um, you were jacked. I was jacked. I was Dexter. jacked and dextered really bad <laughs> about that. Already, so no enough about the football busters. <laughs> 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 Uh, so oh, wow. what I'm Jack and Daxtering about is uh, Persona Five coming to the Switch. Oh. Now, <laughs> e- even though I understand there's rumors out there that they announced some other game instead, I still believe that Persona Five is coming to the Switch, and they're just trolling us. Like mm-hmm. at some point during E3, they're all going to be like, "We were just joking. Persona Five's coming. There's no Warriors game," and then I'll be able to smile and. You know, there may be some credit to that. They may like switch it out for us, you know. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs> I think that uh, maybe that distance between you know Fire Emblem Warriors coming out and the Fire Emblem game on Switch coming out, you know, mm. it may, I think it's eventually going to happen, even if there's a large span of time and we don't know when. <laughs> right, because well, Sony sees Microsoft playing nice with Nintendo, and they're like, wait a second, they can't be the only friendly couple out there. I'm a pretty girl at the ball too. Let's see if I can be the side mistress. And then they're going to start offering things and then all of gaming is going to be better. I doubt it. Uh, in a perfect world. Don't, in a perfect world. Don't pop my bubble. Uh, I mean, I've heard other, I've heard others uh, say that exact thing too, you know? Don't rule it out until E3. There's always... Nintendo likes to pull it. They like to have surprises, you know? If no one thinks it's coming anymore and then they pull it out at E3. Overwatch. E3 hyped, well, you know? Well, I mean, not only that, but, like, we literally are in, like, one of the weirdest transitions for gaming ever. absolutely. Like, like other, the last time that companies worked together like this was on, like, Sega Folded and started, like, doing stuff with Nintendo just on the software side. Mm -hmm. So now we have Microsoft, who's still in the hardware business, doesn't plan on leaving it, even if they're willing to lose money on the hardware. But they're jumping over on that side, and they're, like, making nice and making treaties and... Now, all of a sudden, I can be on my Switch playing a game with you on your Xbox and you yeah. on your PlayStation. And it's like, this is truly a, a unique time that we're in. So it is, you know, and, you know, I, I do. T- I take that back. I, I always get annoyed when people tell me something's never going to happen because I'm just like, you can't say never. You you just don't know, you know, because like you said, stuff has happened in recent times that you just you never thought would have happened, you know, and, and, and 10 years ago, it wouldn't. Cloud never would have been on a Nintendo system ten years ago, but he is now. And look yeah. at all these, all these Final Fantasy games that are getting released on the Nintendo. I told yes. Ryan for the longest time, like, man, I, I want to play those games, but if they if they come to Nintendo, I will one day, you know. And and they are now, but yeah. for the longest time, people was like, 
never going to happen. I hate that might be my most hated words. Never going to happen. When people tell me Banjo Kazooie is not going to be back on Nintendo and they say never going to happen. I want to, I want to throw my ottoman across the living room floor. Like I did that Colts game. (laughs) Those are the same people that said Sonic will never have a good game. And then Mania (laughs) came out. (laughs) That's right. You're, you're absolutely correct. Same people said K rule would never come back. And he's right here in my hand. That's right. In the palm of your hand. Speaking of the palm of your hand, every time we have guests on, uh, Turkey does some extra preparation and comes up with some sort of a little game for our new guests. All right. All right. So this, this game is just, you have to name the game. I'm going to give you some clues. And how this typically works is um, if you get above a certain amount of questions correct, then you get to choose uh, both of my games uh, going to Twitter uh, for the poll. If you only get... If you don't get that many, so I think I have five, and I think we're going to go with three. If you can get three of these, then you can choose both of my games uh, for the Twitter poll. So, wait, oh, you didn't even name the game, Turkey. Oh, really the, bad. the game is <laughs> gobble gobble. The, the the name of the game is a rare Rexing quiz. Uh, so it's a rare. So these are rare games. <laughs> and like uh rare rare the company game or rare games we'll, we'll, in general we'll have to see okay uh, so <laughs> these uh and so all these games have dinosaurs in them so they are dinosaur Ooh. games that are rare Ooh. and um and so uh let me try to play this music dinosaurs. and see so this is some music this is from OC, OC remix this is a, a Jurassic Park uh, song that I'll uh, cue up, and uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear that at all, Ryan? We better get this. I can't hear anything right now. You can't hear anything. Mm-mm. Well, I hear you. Well, we're I... gonna turn this up. We're gonna bump a little. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's go. right. All right. So the first game. This is a 1993 electronic coloring book video game for children. It was developed by Farsight Studios for the Nintendo Entertainment System. All right. Any any ideas? No? Okay. So um, the player colors various dinosaurs by using the provided dinosaur images and palettes. Intended for ages 3 to 6, the game doesn't have any animation and uh, the basic colors are either brightly colored patterns or limited variations of pink or red. So really, you can only color with pink or red or patterns. Um, Now, (laughs) Tommy Tellerico did the music for this game. You might have heard of him. And in 1997, Nintendo Power voted this as number 10 of the top 10 worst games of all time. Oh, <laughs> worst games of all time. <laughs> wow. Have you... Wow. Any, um, any, I have any no guesses? Clue. I have no clue either. So it's for the NES. This game is called Color a Dinosaur. Oh, my. So this... It's right in the wording. Yeah, so <laughs> this, this game, I actually went to a, uh, a video game store once that had retro games, and uh-huh. I was just looking at kind of random games... 
call him a dinosaur. And this guy was like, hey, man, let me show you something. <laughs> and he's like, he's got this like behind glass and he pulls it out and it's like, you know, got this ridiculous dinosaur on the on the front and it says color dinosaur. And he's like, have you ever seen one of these? I was like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, play coloring dinosaur games. But anyways, it had, I mean, he had it for like $90. I mean, it's pretty, pretty expensive. Um, it sounds like the prequel to uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. I think, I think it is. I think it is. Is that right there, right? All right. That's it. Oh, wow. That's it. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, you, you may, you may need to go to something that was like when they were born. <laughs> Hey All man, right. you ever seen one of these? <laughs> hey, you ever seen one of these? <laughs> Color a dinosaur for the NES. Um, all right, so next one uh, is a action adventure video game developed by you know who and published by Nintendo. Originally intended for the Nintendo 64. The game was released on September 23rd, 2002. It was the final Nintendo game they deployed. Star Fox Dinosaur Planet Adventures. That is correct. Star Fox Adventures. Yes. Yeah. So Dinosaur Planet. From you. Yeah. Yeah, Dinosaur oh. Planet, right? Is as that... soon as you mentioned N64, Jacob comes to life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my, my gear started to turn. Four. Oh, man. Yeah. I love that game. It's, it's actually right up here on my shelf. That's, it's a good game. That's one of those games that one of the reasons I'd like for them to put um, uh, the GameCube games on on the Switch because, like, I know that game's supposed to be horrible, but I'd really like to try it because it wasn't horrible. Like, I mean, that's people, just what people say. They know? wanted it, it's they wanted us. They wanted another Star Fox game that was like the '64, and it was. It, it actually was really up my alley because I love 3D platformers, you know? Like, I felt like it was a Zelda Star Fox in a way um, because you were running around and you had a staff and you jumped the same way Link would jump off ledges and um, you couldn't jump on your own. Like, there wasn't a jump button. It was the same as Zelda. Like, it, it felt very Zelda-ish to me hmm. just in the spacier, like, atmosphere. I thought it was great. And I remember getting that game for my birthday. I loved it. Well, and I mean, you have the 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 bow staff. I mean, who doesn't love Donatello? I mean, that's a that's a great right. weapon, right? And and there was oh. a foxy lady in it uh -huh. named Crystal. Foxy uh, lady. Foxy lady. Get it? Get it? Uh, uh huh. <laughs> and David Wise. David Wise did the music, so you know it was great. So, um, so the next game is a fighting slash wrestling game. That was released by SNK on July 1st, 1991, okay, uh, for the Neo Geo in Japan. Uh, it was later released on the 16-bit platforms. It's a fighting game? Mm-hmm. And even later on the virtual console. Uh, characters that you can choose are giant monsters or a dinosaur. I think there is, yeah, there is one dinosaur-ish looking thing. Um, think Godzilla fighting game. Primal Rage. No, but but uh, I I man, I played some final or some Primal Rage at great times. Anyways, oh, good yeah. times. Um, uh, this Darn is a, this, a sequel was released uh, later that year. I'm sorry, the next year, 1992. This game is included as part of the SNK 
Arcade Classics Volume 1, which was released on the Wii, PlayStation 2, and PSP. Ryan, come on, man. Oh, man, I don't it's your know your turn to step one. up to the plate. I so, really don't know this one. Um, I'm not much into SNK stuff at all. What? You love fighters. N- not, I've never touched an SNK, like fighter game like Tom maybe has. an arcade once but <laughs> so it it looks like you're playing as godzilla in a town as you're fighting other monsters it would be king of monsters oh i know that yeah i recognize that so much now man i thought uh, for sure it was gonna be primal rage but you're right king of monsters i i i can see it now i never played it myself but i i remember it being advertised and oh man yeah. Darn. Well, that's it's close. And and shout out to you for for knowing about Primal Rage. That's good stuff. Um, <laughs> you know they have a Primal Rage Thanks. two. Um, yep. And that's not not released. But anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All Primal right. Primal Rage came out for the SNES, and I think it came out on Sega as well. Yeah. But I had it. I had it for Game Boy. Really? I don't. I had yeah, a, I had it on my Game Boy. I I love the interesting ports of like games that shouldn't be on platforms yeah, right oh yes i i loved primal rage back in the day all right so this next game i'll give you the points if you can get like the first part like the the uh the full name i don't it's it would be a difficult one to get but uh this game came out in 1994 it was a platform video game for the nes by taito um it was never released in Japan. Um, in this game, the player can switch uh, playable characters between two cavemen, and they both have different attacks and abilities. Um, this game is believed to have been released in North America exclusively at Blockbuster Video as a rental title. Um, and uh, pretty much they can't, they can't actually... Um, confirm that because they don't have any retail um, it says they refuted the claim by saying that the game was sold at, at regular stores so there's some kind of debate if this was a Best Buy or not I'm sorry Best Buy but a Blockbuster video exclusive or not so it's a um, and I'll even give you that it's based on a cartoon so yeah to what is it based caveman. on a cartoon with the word caveman? No, no, it's... Uh... I don't think it's bonk. Um, it's... Uh, it was in my head, and then it was just gone. It's because there's no hair to hold those thoughts in. I know. <laughs> it's not the one with the two, like, bluish-haired, what look like kids. No, not, Cave- uh, not that one. Okay. Joe and Mac. Not, not, or... I'm, like, tone bus sticking in my head, too, but I know that that's it's not, not it. Yeah. So... It's... Uh... Uh... Uh, they they uh, are able to move their cars with their feet. Oh, it's not a Flintstones game. It is, is it? a Flintstones oh. game. Okay, it's okay. a Flintstones. <laughs> the surprise at Dinosaur Peak. So this game goes for like upwards of three, four hundred dollars. Um, wow. There's a wow. Flintstones game on the NES that's not rare or as rare, and this one is definitely very rare. So, hmm. all right, game. rare game. But we count. Does that count? So yeah, we'll get. I'll, I'll give you that. One. I, I, I'll give you. You know, this, so we have to get one more. Right? One more. One more. So this okay. game was originally released on the Nintendo 64. Uh oh. Console. Torok. 
In November, <laughs> <laughs> November 2000 in North America and April 2001 in Europe. It was re- later re-released on Xbox Live Arcade game. It was an Xbox Live Arcade game for the 360 in 2009. This, um, the levels in this game are significantly larger than those of its predecessor and requires the player to complete various challenges such as solving puzzles, collecting items, and defeating bosses. There's also It also includes a multiplayer mode where, uh, where up to four players can compete in several mini-games. Almost sounds like a track too, but because it was very small at the time. But can I? What was the rating? Can I ask that? Um, it it was. Uh, I don't know the rating, but it wasn't. It wasn't M. I know okay. that it wasn't M. It. Okay. Uh, remember, mm, it's either that. a rare game or a rare game. Hmm. <laughs> Because it was released on Xbox um, Arcade, it makes me think that it is rare. Um, and you say it, it is dinosaur related, correct? It has it has a dinosaur in it. Okay. It might not necessarily be dinosaur related. Okay. Hmm. Let me think here. I know that Diddy Kong Racing didn't come out on. No, Diddy Kong Racing on the live arcade. So no, it Xbox. wouldn't have. And there's trickies trickies in that one, so that wouldn't count. Banjo um, Tooie has a whole world dedicated to dinosaurs. Was it bigger than the first one? It was absolutely bigger than the first one. Banjo Tooie was um, criticized for how big it was by how um, empty the world, the levels felt because they made it bigger. But it is on Live Arcade as well, so it, it's 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 hitting those those notes. So. I'm going with Banjo Tooie. It's correct. Yes, Banjo Tooie. Yay! Look at me. <laughs> I know right. my rare, rare stuff. Awesome. Oh, whew, that feels good. Oh, exciting. What can I say? So, Man, rare, I couldn't carry the weight that on that one. <laughs> I need to get better at my video game trivia. It's the dinosaurs, man. I love me some dinos. I've always been a dinosaur lover. I was thinking you you're going, you're going to say something like chameleon twist. You know, a chameleon's not really a dinosaur, but kind of has a dinosaur feel. Mm-hmm. You ever play chameleon twist? I I have not played chameleon twist. Not many people have, but I've never even heard of it. My buddy Traven and I have played chameleon twist and chameleon twist two. I know of it, but I've never played it. Yeah, you can. There's like a whole like um, food level where you fight a. Giant cheeseburger. He's the boss. He's the boss. Well, that sounds delicious. <laughs> it, it it was delicious. <laughs> delicious to beat him. Oh my Sweet. So what's our? So Ryan and I now we get our we get to pick something, right? We've well, so games for you. At the, you have more questions. Well, that is that is all. So you guys completed the okay. challenge. You did three of Ooh, five. Just the time. So at the end of the episode, we'll do our games for this next month, and you can pick two of the four. So sweet. Okay. All I'm right. excited. I'm excited. He has he's not played a ton of games that we love. He he tells us that all the time. So we gotta get him to play something good. Like, <laughs> I don't think he owns anything good. No. <laughs> no. Speaking yeah. of not good, now is the point where we uh talk about what we played this past month. 
We played SteamWorld Dig 2, and we can we can talk about that, wax poetic about that. Have you guys played SteamWorld Dig 2? I have. I am ashamed I have not. I own it, and I played like two minutes of it, so that doesn't Already. count. It's a surprise. Yeah, it's a Metroidvania. Like it's it's very very good. People claim that it's like better than Metroid, but I don't. I started two, and then I got one, and then I wanted to go back to one, but then I'm like, but then I heard two is better in every way, and so like I'm like stuck there, and I haven't convinced myself to do one or the other. Two is really good. I mean, it, it was really fun. I, I I got it back when it first came out. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was an unexpected gem, put it that way. Like it was something that a friend gave me. Um, he gifted it to me, and I got to play through it, and uh, it was it was delightful. I really did enjoy it. I think I'm more excited to play either Quest or Heist because I mean I love my Steam Power Giraffe, so uh, hearing their their songs and uh, Heist is going to be an awesome experience for me. Yeah, no, Heist was really good, and like the Dig games, they're. They're rather short. I mean, you can beat mm-hmm. them in eight to ten hours okay. on a long run, and then people can speed run the games in like two, four hours. Hmm. So there's no reason to not play it there. Okay. I I personally don't see the huge resemblance to like them the Castle Roid type games. You mean yeah. a digroid? Like yeah, I just I mean you dig, you go back, you turn in gems, you know, yeah. you get quests and you go places, but these games don't have a ton of like the backtracking and getting special weapons so that you have to go back to an area you did before to do it uh they're to me they feel a little bit more linear Mm -hmm. and you can play them a lot linear or you can go back and do other stuff but it's not required like it would be in you know the metroid and the castlevania type games right so a lot of people made that comparison, but I don't personally see it that much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're 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 correct with that. Um, I think it's more focused on like just getting these power ups that upgrade you as a character. I think that's where I get more Metroidy stuff. Yeah. The digging part was honestly my least favorite part of the game. Like that's what I thought. I was worried when I got it. That it was just going to be a chore. Like I gotta go dig and dig yeah, like, and this dig. This is the new dig, dug. That's all I do is dig. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I didn't think that would be fun, but it had enough individual stuff in there that that it wasn't just digging to that I enjoyed. You know. So. Yeah. You know, I think I'd enjoy it. I, I enjoy digging in games. I uh, on Link's Awakening, I dug up every square that could be possibly dug up with a shovel one time because I was bored. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, that's that's commitment. I think I can do it. Yeah, one of the th- one Great. of the things I really liked is the upgrades from the first one, because like in the first one you can dig yourself into next to impossible holes to get out of, mm. and you had to like purchase ladders essentially to, you know, get yourself out. Whereas in this one they give you a double jump rather mm. early so that you can uh, you know better get out of it, and then later they they give you a grappling hook which gets you out of a ton of problems. And, and then eventually they give you like a floating disc that, you know, you can accelerate up high and combine that with the grapple hook and the double jump and other stuff like that, that they made the game a lot more accessible. And I don't think they were looking at the pitfalls of being able to dig out a big hole that you can't get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And early in the game, before you get anything, they also give you like in the menus, they give you a self-destruct option. So if you do kind of screw yourself over, you can just self-destruct, go back to the main town, 
and you know go back and dig yourself a safer path yeah mm. yeah i i heard that so this game um the first game uh, steam world dig was mm -hmm. uh, procedurally generated so they there was the chance that when you're digging um depending on how the the mine i guess was was built you could get yourself to a spot where you couldn't get out um, if you didn't have those ladders that Serge is talking about, or you didn't have, you know, uh, enough water to, to make the steam to make your, you know, boots that gave you a double jump or whatever, you know, go. Um, so you'd have to self-destruct. And apparently, so SteamWorld Dig 2 is uh, all, I mean, handcrafted, let's use that word. So uh, designed so that you shouldn't get to that point, but they gave you the self-destruct. Um, I heard in an interview with uh, with Brian, I guess the CEO or whatever of uh, Image and Form, saying that they added that because uh, I guess speedrunners um, when they're playtesting it were like, where's the self-destruct? Because they wanted to get back to the town quicker, so they would just <laughs> self-destruct to get back up to the town to, uh, to uh, deposit their... Uh, their gems or whatever, and I will say um, one thing about this game that I really enjoyed was, and it maybe it's their pedigree, but I guess they did a lot of uh, educational games, but it is kind of like an easier Metroid, and I never felt like in Metroid games, um, and I've only played some, but I'll, I'll hit a wall and say, okay, I need to find something else to, right. to get out of this or to get to this next area whereas with this it was almost to me and maybe just the way of my playthrough but it was like I was kind of just happened upon and it's probably good game design I just happened upon this next upgrade that just so happens to be what I need for this next area so it didn't feel it felt like a progression instead of oh I've got to come back to this spot because I don't have the grappling hook or I don't have the you know jetpack or whatever I I just kind of um it, it just felt it flowed and so it's kind of maybe a, maybe an easier Metroid which I'm all about baby games so uh, yeah, yeah some of those some of those upgrades aren't exactly where you're going but as long as you're following the prompts to say that you need to get down to this certain area you know mm -hmm. as long as you're digging the path to get there you run into the different caves on your way that have those upgrades in them and they're, you know, they're all kind of in the way, and it's not like you have to yeah. go out of your way to find anything. Mm -hmm. So that was like one of the really great parts is it, it felt like a natural progression. And it felt like you kind of, like, like Turkey said, it felt like you just kind of happened to pond it, even though, you know, it's, it's right there in your way. So um, okay. my favorite part about the game is just the humor of it. Like, I absolutely love Fenn. Yeah. Like from the first time that you get him and you get to a cliff and he like transports himself out over the cliff and he's like, come here, no, closer, no. And he's just trying to get you to jump off the cliff and self-destruct. And like, and I enjoyed Fen's progression through the mm -hmm. game from like, you know, he's basically this like little evil character that's all about destruction, blowing stuff up, getting everybody killed and murdered to at the end of the game, you know, he has this like big sacrificial scene where he's like, no, 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 no you go save yourself i need to get you out of here and it was like <clears throat> when when i played heist because i played steam world dig 2 originally before i played heist mm -hmm. and then like when i was going through heist i got so excited because there's this character fen who you know essentially is the same character except for with like no memory and everything 
-hmm. So me, I got to that point and I'm like, oh great, you know, this part of the game is related to the other part of the game somehow. And you get to kind of like, you know, explore that and figure it out. Whereas Jeremy was playing it and, you know, he thought Fen was a cool character, but he didn't know the relation to the past game. Right. So I'd be curious to think, you know, now that you played SteamWorld Dig 2, you know, did you like revisit your thoughts on Heist where you had Fen and any of those conversations or is that just something I put too much thought into? It probably is something that I should put more thought into, but um, <laughs> I just was like, I did love the uh, the comedy and just, I mean, the writing in the game is hilarious. Yeah. Just like the, even in the artifacts that you find, you know, the, mm -hmm. the little funny things that, that um, are left by, I guess, the, the humans that uh, no longer inhabit the earth, I guess, except for the... Uh, the shiners is that what they're called something like shiners that? yeah yes. um but yeah they're spoilers uh, sorry sorry <laughs> uh but yeah the um the music is great by the way i'm gonna uh insert um some of the music actually only the town theme under this conversation because the town theme is amazing anyone out there who likes that kind of just it's like chill music but it just really fit with the theme. Anyways, mm -hmm. Image and Forb does a great job of, of choosing an artist and letting them kind of, um, you know, compose mu music that goes well with the game. And then the art style, it almost, to me, looks like, if you look close at the characters, it's almost like stained glass. Like, I don't know how to de describe it, but I don't know. I just really like the, the art style of it. Um, and another random thing that I really enjoyed was, so when you take your... Uh, gems and things up to be uh, traded in for cash to, to buy your upgrades. The sound, this is probably like, you know, Serge, you're out in Vegas. This is probably something that they do on slot machines. But it's like, as you get more gems, the, the, the sound increases and it's like, you just want to get back and turn in your uh, your gems and get more, uh, more money. But it was like this loop of going down, getting the gems and, and coming back up. Um, and that risk-reward early on thinking okay am i going to be able to find another pneumatic tube to get myself up to the, the surface or am i going to you know run out of light and uh self-destruct by mm -hmm. uh, you know crushing myself but anyways right yeah that, that must be how people feel when they hear an achievement pop just that rush like oh i need to have that again yeah <laughs> let, me, let me do it again now i have a two hundred thousand gamer score that's right whereas jeremy's like uh yeah i just go get gems it's the greatest <laughs> feeling ever <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just thought that was a funny, funny kind of thing. I was like, man, this is really, you know, it's like ch ching. Anyways, anyways, yeah. Random. So, and honestly, Image and Form is one of my favorite developers right now. Um, I, I love the Steam World games. I like Heist. I'm really looking forward to playing, you know, Quest, being an RPG. So, like, just in that universe, now they have like three different types of games, and I'm hoping they continue that trend. I would love to see like a shoot 'em up steam world game and i would just like to see like if they can continue making like new and unique games instead of just revisiting the same formula over and over yeah you mean beat them up not shoot them up um no shoot no beat beat them up beat them up listen if you you eat a can of lays mm -hmm. sour cream and onion potato chips okay and i will say beat them up okay um <laughs> and may i suggest an alternative to sour cream and onion just get like Fritos and dip them in sour cream and like the dip. Like, oh yeah, French. That works very well too. 
Um, French onion dip, that's it, yeah. I, mm. I don't know if any of you follow uh, Dave Moore at all, but he's been doing these like little video series with either like drinking new things and talking about it or like eating new things. Mm -hmm. So I did a video for him because I found some flaming hot dill pickle chips. And I was just like, well, this is something I need to eat. So I recorded myself eating a few of them and uh, I submitted that to him. So that will be coming out Saturday, I believe. Okay. Exactly. Um, I, I love I love dill pickle. I can drink pickle juice. But like, I just, I don't think I can do anything that says flaming hot. Like whatever it is, it doesn't like flaming my tongue. Hot. Mm. Yeah. So what What have you guys, uh, yeah. Serge, do you have anything else on, on, on Dig 2? No, no. I, I think Jacob needs to start talking about some games before he falls asleep over oh. there. Like we want um, to throw some stuff at him. <laughs> Myself? What have I been playing? Um, well, the start of the month, um, I really, I had focused on getting back into Starlink because it was in my it was in my backlog, and um, I wanted to play it, and um, I beat all of it. Um, I really enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a little. There's some stuff that I'm like, nah, eh, it was a little bit too much busy work that they had in the game. Um, but overall, I really did enjoy the game. Um, it, I think there could be some improvements. I felt like there was some lazy design in it. A lot of things started getting repetitive, like enemies would get repetitive. Like they're the same enemy. I would go to a completely different area and there's supposed to be some like captain outlaw person of this spaceship. And I'm like, it was the exact same dude that I just destroyed you know, over yonder in space. And I thought that was like cheap. I'm like, come on, like give them some personality, make them different, you know? And, um, and the ship's designs were the same. Like when you'd have to raid a ship in space, it was the same formula. Take out these guns, take out those guns, take out these guys and you win. And it was like the guns were in the same spot. You know, it wasn't like it was a mixed up, different kind of fight so uh, overall though i really did enjoy it there's a lot of fun things to it i'm looking forward to the dlc coming out next week so i can uh play with that as well too um i have uh played been playing yoshi i got that my wife and i are playing i'm strictly playing that with her alone um just kind of together at our pace because she's not a gamer but she likes yoshi we played woolly world together and um she thinks yoshi's cute and it's funny, like she'll to watch us because she'll get really mad at me for like the silliest things when she does a lot of things. Like she's not a gamer. Like when I just dive in, like I see, like okay, I need to do that. I need to do that to get this, you know. And I just go for it. Whereas like she'll just stand in my way, or she'll be like, "You killed me," you know, you know because she's not moving along with me in the level in order for me to do this. And I'm just trying to complete this task. And like if there's like a time limit to collect these coins whatever like she just she doesn't know you know what i mean so we have some funny moments where she gets mad at me and i don't think she's ever like warranted to get mad at me i'm just like you're not it's not my fault that you just suck you know what i mean <laughs> and like playing with a toddler uh, basically you know uh and there are times where like she thinks it's a competition and i'm like honey we're not competing we're we're on the same team if i get a, a flower or a red coin as Yoshi, you get that same thing. Like it's us together. But so like I get scared sometimes to run ahead and go grab the smiling flower because I'm like, she's gonna get mad if I go get it before her. It's just like go go get it. And then but like I've I've made that mistake where I let her go do something and then she 
blows the opportunity and then we miss the item and it's just like uh, you know but i'm having fun overall i even though that doesn't sound like i am i am overall with her i enjoy that we can play through that together um and then um recently i've been playing trying to get back into the world ends with you ryan's musket game of the year for me last year uh, from last year i gotta beat it still gotta beat it backlog, um, backlog. Yeah, it's on my backlog. Yep. Uh, as long oh, as, what's as the long Ryan? Time. What's the better version of the world ends with you? The DS version or <laughs> the mobile and Switch version? It's got to be the DS version, I think. For unique experience and that, that full intended experience, I'd say the DS one. Um, it is a harder one. Um, there's some things that that they fixed in later generations, but I think. Most most of all, the DS one is probably the best experience to be able to play two characters at once. Um, the Switch version gives you that option in a roundabout way if you play two-player by yourself and control a character with, with one Joy-Con, control the other character with the other Joy-Con, but it's also motion-controlled. Yeah. Um, I really like using touchscreen and stuff, but I really think that definitive, like, that, that intended feel is the DS one. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Cuphead. Other than that, I, oh, I did check out that VR stuff a little bit. Um, not tons. Just got to you know play a couple little tech demos of it. But uh, in general, though, that that's what I've been playing. Ryan, what about you? What have you been playing this past month? Um, let's see. I uh, did a review for uh, Medigal. It's a Mega Man uh, lookalike, and uh, it was a lot of fun playing that. Um, I liked what they did with it. Uh, the after. After the uh, after you beat the main story, like it opens up and you can do more with different characters, and that was really cool to be able to do some, something I've never I've always wanted to do in a Mega Man game and never got a chance to do because they never offered it. So I was I was glad to be able to do that. Um, and then um, I got to uh, play a lot of the VR stuff. Um, I've only built the elephant and I've done the, the basic like you know just the standard VR without any like attachments and stuff. But I really enjoyed doing that stuff. That was a lot of fun to experience, especially uh, building with my sister in law. Um, and we get to put those two together, and it was a fun time. I think I have the most fun in the zero gravity room with all the objects that float around and like just like throwing them places. And I don't know, I had the most fun there. <laughs> it seems like a just like a sandbox to to play with objects in a zero gravity room. It's it's fun. Um, and then I've been playing Cuphead and rocking that and then, uh, having fun with that. I just uh, I'm trying to get a plus on everything before I move on to the next thing. So I just uh, took out the flower and um. I have the ability to go on to the next island, um, but I'm going to go back and try getting the pacifist runs on the run and gun levels. Uh, so, like here, there's a black and white mode you can unlock. So, kind of try to get that. Um, and then, you know, I played Breath of the Wild today uh, in VR, so that was a really cool, uh, really cool experience. And there's a Space Invaders game I'm going to be playing uh, for another review. It's kind of a, it's sa actually same company that did the uh, Metagal. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Right. I, uh, oh, I want to play Cuphead, but I told myself I can't play it until I beat Hollow Knight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's probably mind. good, though, because Hollow Knight's a really tough game, too. So, you Hollow, know. Hollow Knight is tough, but I'm having a lot of fun with it when I when I put some time into it. Mm -hmm. And, like, my problem is, like, I want to play these new games. I want to play that. I want to play Katana sure. Zero. But if I move on too quick, I might never go back to it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to try to fully experience it before I uh, get to the point where it's like, oh, hey, remember that game I started last year? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I, I sometimes not to go on a rant, but I saw I don't I don't I really don't understand when people when I listen to other podcasts and people have to buy every single game that comes out every week. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, you got games. To, that's why I went back and beat Starlink because I've had it's, I've had it since my birthday in October, and it's just like I don't I don't need to go buy Yoshi the day when it comes out. I, I'm still playing Starlink. Yeah, I wish I wish people maybe it's just a personal pet peeve but i wish people would just sit back take a breather play your own games and then get something new when you're done because i i feel like it would be i feel like people would enjoy games more f- fully you know and i think people are too quick to write off a game if it gets a seven review or something you know it's like experience games for yourself and, and really give them a fair shake you know so and you Jeremy. might enjoy it I believe Jacob just defined the podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to be more content with what I had and play the games that I had, and uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't bought a game so far this year. Um, mm-hmm. I guess technically, and this, um, you guys would, you guys will know this because you had an episode on the Game Boy Camera, but I purchased a Game Boy Camera, which technically has a game in it. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, 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 I'm going to say that that's more hardware than software. Yeah. But anyway, so. Did you get the printer with that too? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So I'm. I need uh, more printer paper. <laughs> oh, I, I saw like a, oh. a post on, oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was on eBay. Not a post, but a, it was like inbox camera and printer and paper. Oh, wow. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, and and I will say I'll go back to what Ryan said. I think on another one of the, your guys' episodes recently that kind of blew me away. You were like, "I need a harder version of Cuphead. Like I need a harder difficulty." I was like, "What are you talking about? Like this this guy? Man, I mean, super. There super is an gamer. extra difficulty, and I'm I'm looking forward to unlocking that and playing that because yeah, it's <laughs> like, uh, uh, hardcore. Same, huh? Yeah." I'm just happy that I can beat a game, and I usually play it on easy. Yeah, people with yeah. skills they they scare me. Um, so before <laughs> we move to the next segment, I want to talk about Starlink for a minute because I yeah. usually like to share a story about uh, my kid Jacob. And uh, yeah. the other day, yes, I, was, I, I was in my room, <laughs> son, watching uh, WrestleMania as I'm known to do. And Jacob's in here, and he's looking around, and he's seeing like some of my toys as he calls them. And he sees the box for Starlink sitting there unopened because I bought it on sale last year. And dad, what is this? I'm like, it's a video game. No, it's not. It's a toy. I'm like, (laughs) no, it's, it's, it's a ship for a video game. Dad, can I play with that ship? Um, not right now, Jacob, I haven't opened it, but dad, I really want to play with it. And I'm like, no, we're not going to play with it. So he leaves the room a little disappointed and he goes out and gets mom. And my four-year-old schemes me. He convinces my wife to call me into the other room so we can have a conversation while he's hiding somewhere else to sneak into the room so that he can pull the box off the shelf and bring it out and be like, <laughs> mom, look, dad has a, has a toy and he won't let me play with it. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, okay. I have to let him play with the toy. He's gone through this whole thing, found a scheme, found a way to pull it off, went into the room, and managed to get the box out without wow. me noticing. So, yeah, yeah, I opened it up, and uh, he's been, like, for the first two nights, he slept with the ship. 
he wouldn't it didn't leave his side at all he played with it all day long that's cute um he took the wings off because he didn't want them to get lost or for his sister sophia to steal them <laughs> and then instead of having the wings on he just attached the uh the two guns or yeah. armors or whatever they are but like literally so for like four or five days now he's had it with him almost everywhere he goes that's cool <laughs> including a shower and bed awesome <laughs> and this yeah. is the reason that i love children yeah you know what they say that all oh, the name jacob it means mischievous and uh, uh deceiver and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> jacob in the bible was very <laughs> deceiving and mischievous you know I, I i did stuff like that as a kid too so props to him i guess yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so so Funny i have the guy. game i just don't have the toy to play with it anymore <laughs> well to be fair you don't need it you don't that need is, it that is true and uh and that brings us to the rumor mill brought to you by skinny matt rumor, rumor. rumor. sorry uh, i tried i tried freaky. yeah i know that's scary right <laughs> i just wanted to try that you caught Sounds me off good. guard <laughs> so i am going to let turkey go first all right so guys i don't have rumor bot built yet but soon rumor bot will be built well maybe at the end of the year because talking with my wife she's saying that labo is more game than hardware or cardboardware anyway so mm. that's probably gonna have to be Hardware. put off yeah again i went down to my local rumor mill and snooping around there um heard some people talking and uh <laughs> we're gonna be they're gonna guys pretty excited about this because i'm excited about e3 i know you guys are excited about e3 yes but what's coming out is e4 all right mm. Yeah, so this is pretty exciting. It's hmm. it's an upgrade, and uh, or it's a new experience because, as we all know, um, more is better. But with hmm. the E4, I've got my notes here that I, I wrote down on E4. So it's the Electronic Entertainment Expo experience. And one thing that Nintendo particularly, an audience that they've been trying to get back since the Wii, is the elderly audience, okay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had bake sales trying to get Wii's. Um, you know, they were addicted to this bowling game, right? Yeah. So they are trying to get the elderly back as long as well as, because obviously Sony steals everything, they're trying to get the elderly yep. in because <laughs> that's the next that's the next level. That's the blue ocean, right? Yeah. Elderly. Old people. Uh-huh. So what they're going to do is... They're going to bring E3 to Branson, Missouri, and we're going to have a theatrical performance of old E3 uh, presentations. So, because old people love Branson, and they love... <laughs> My parents love Branson. I, I mean, Branson's great. <laughs> see, exactly. So your parents are like, hey, should we go see Yakov Smirnoff, or should we go see E4? So E4, you know, you're going to have things like, you know, uh, they already have actors, right? So they can yeah. just slide into these roles. So then you'll have, you know, somebody getting up on stage and like stealth dropping the Sega Saturn, you know, and saying like, it's out now. And so yeah. this is something that they're going to do. They're also going to do things like uh, Miyamoto 
coming out with the sword and the shield. I mean, who doesn't want to see Again? that? Wow. Right. So because E three is on the East Coast, you got everything on the on the or I'm sorry, on the West Coast, and you got everybody on the East Coast, you know, right. the heartland needs something. And it's gonna get E four sure. in Branson, Missouri. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting rumor. I uh You haven't heard that one, have you? No, I, I I'm gonna go tell my mom and dad. So next time they go on vacation to Branson, Missouri, you go check out E four. Yeah, because I mean, everybody has seen Yakov Shmirnov, like I said, has gone so to Dixie Stampede. Yakov, really? Does he go out there still? Yeah, I want to see him. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I grew up with him. Yeah, I want to see him. So you know, I'm just saying, this is get excited, Midwest. We're so excited. Heartland of America. <laughs> wow. Do you, get, do you guys have any rumors, or do you want me to jump into mine? Uh, Ryan, we do have a rumor. Uh, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and lead <laughs> us off into our, our rumor that you've, you've come across. So it's uh, recently come to light, or so the rumor says, that uh, Reggie left Nintendo um, not for retirement, but uh, he's going to be the spokesperson for the Atari VCS. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it was tough there because he was considering going back to pe- the pizza business, but uh, the uh, video game business is in his heart now, and so he couldn't just leave it uh, cold turkey. So uh, he, he's moved on oh, over to the, the VCS. <laughs> I see what you, you did there, sir. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is exciting. So, I, I hope there's a Pong remake. Well, I'm looking forward to a new Pac-Man. I'm really DVR. hoping for that ET. I really want another ET. That was so fun. You know, I had ET as a child. Me too. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I would play it for hours because it was the only game I had. <laughs> yep, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Man, so- yeah. I mean, I don't. I think it's kind of a step down for Reggie, but what you know, whatever floats his boat, I guess. Man, he's made all the money, right? You know, he just take a step back, and it's be an easier company to. Run yeah, into this nobody round. has any expectations for Atari, so <laughs> I mean, true. but but we can do this. I mean, he can have his cake or pizza and eat it too. I mean, why can't he take games like I don't know? He's I don't know, avoid the Noid. You know, we get these classic NES games and port them to the Atari. You know, this is what I want to see. I want to see the Noid back, and I think Reggie can do it. I believe you know, so. These D makes could be a thing, yeah. especially on the Atari VCS. You yeah, know. you know what they came like, out on the Atari the uh, several years ago? What's hey, that? Halo. They have Halo on the Atari. So it, this is a thing, guys. Homebrew is real. Seeing that. I, I would like to go and play that and be able to play that Wreck It Ralph, the Fix It Felix Junior oh, game, yeah. like on the Atari VCS. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm wow. excited about seeing so. this. So now that my mind is blown and I I have to pre-order the Atari VCR, um, (laughs) (laughs) since we're talking about the East Coast and the heartland of America, I just want to remind everybody that uh, Tupac once said, West Coast is the best coast. Mm. So we're going to jump back into E3. And I I have this from good sources, from some moles. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo's going to go on stage during Ubisoft's presentation. And they're going to announce their next collaboration. Now, this is the uh, the Ubtendo mm-hmm. Labo Virtual Raymond Boy. Oh wow, oh, man! Okay, does so it fit in your pocket? It, no, it's too big. It's okay. going to be another Labo kit. Mm-hmm. 
And when you assemble it, it's a virtual boy that has an all new VR Raymond game in it. Hmm. Like now, the, the TV show? Of... Like the what? Like the TV show. There's a TV show? <laughs> what, what, uh, <laughs> Everyone everybody loves, loves him. Yeah. Because, hmm. I mean, I think they're going to premiere that at E4. I'm I mean... sorry. I'm a Luddite. All of this TV talks over my head. Okay. I barely can work my flip phone. All right. <laughs> but in this in this Raymond game, if you complete certain challenges, it's going to unlock original Virtual Boy games. Ooh. I am interested. Like Nestor's uh... Bowling? <laughs> See, yeah, that's another that's bowling really game. Crazy. Give me Jack Bros. Give me Tolera Boxer. <laughs> Give me anything. Red Alarm. Yeah. Royal ad. Give me some new eyeballs after I play this thing because, <laughs> ouch! You're already wearing glasses. I You're know. set. Already. Wow. So that's a juicy Matt, one. Really is. And now this is where the Nas crew gets to pick Jeremy's games. All right. What is on deck, Jeremy? Give so, me your four. On deck. All right. So previously on this episode, I talked about <laughs> game collections. <laughs> And so the first one I have here is Capcom's beat 'em up bundle, or as they like to call it in Japan, the Belt Action huh. Collection. Um, Belt Action Collection. So this is a fun game. Um, I've played through uh, the Powered Gear game, uh, but I really want to play uh, Battle Circuit and Final Fight, uh, Captain Commando, Knights of the Round. So oh, wow, it's got a lot of games. Um, this has been on my uh, list before. But I haven't. It hasn't got picked. Um, it includes. And this is in Japan. Uh, this is in Japan. This is in Japanese. So I don't know which. But I, one of these games <laughs> has a. Uh, I think a turkey eating contest. So we'll see how that one goes. Oh my! Uh, I'm so sorry. Next, it's be I, I, it is. It is. It's That's like Resident what, Evil for you. It says it's rated B, which I, I think um, somewhere in here. I'm holding it up to the camera for those people that for us because no one's rated watching. B. It's rated B. So. Uh, I think that means brutal. Um, the The next one is uh, Namco Museum uh, Arcade Pack. So this has okay. uh, some Pac-Man games. It has the uh, Championship Edition 2 and some classic Pac-Man games uh, in addition to games like Splatterhouse. So Splatterhouse was a game that I always thought, man, I'm I'm terrified of that game. So hopefully I can... Face my fears if you pick that one. The next game is a game that uh, Serge, who just left, gave me. This is Sega's 3D Classics Collection. So this is for Ooh. the... I have it. I have a 2DS, so I won't get the 3D, yeah. but oh. hey, it's still a great game. Yeah. So uh, it has Power Drift on it, which is kind of a cool um, kart racer that I don't think... Well, if it did come out here, I didn't re- ever play it. And Fantasy Zone. I don't know if you guys have you guys ever played Fantasy Zone games. No, is it something like Fantasy Star, like a spinoff, or what came it's, came it's, with that, or no? It's not. It's like um, it is a a cute 'em up. It's like a little uh, uh, you you're like this little tiny cute ship, and you blow up other things that are cute, and you fly around. It's pretty difficult. I think the first boss is some kind of thing that looks like um, asparagus. I don't know. So that's mm. exciting. Delicious. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cheeseburger bosses, asparagus. Yes. A healthier choice for a boss, I must say. <laughs> that's um, true. And next 
uh, last but not least is this SNK, as previously mentioned, SNK Arcade Classics. So on here we have um, Baseball Stars 2. We have King of Monsters, uh, Metal Slug, Neo Turf Masters, Samurai Showdown. Mm. Um, it says the Next Glory, which I think is... What Next one is Glory. It? That is a soccer game. Super Sidekicks 3, World Heroes. Anyway, so SNK... When I was when I was little and I got video game magazines and when I'd see the graphics that the Neo Geo could put out, I was blown away. So, um, those are my four games. They're all video game collection games. So, which two do you choose for the Twitter poll? I guess wow. you both can choose one, unless you know, unless you want to go back and forth and agree. Either way. All right. We I think we should go back and agree. Um, I think you should definitely dive into the Sonic, uh, Sega collection one, mm-hmm. but that one was cool. Um, yep. and I, I, I was thinking he should, uh, also do, um, one with Pac-Man. What was that one? The, uh, Namco museum arcade pack. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about that one. And I love, I just think the art style on the front there is, uh, yeah. Cute. It reminds me of a uh, foster home for imaginary children. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. art style does remind me of that, huh? I yeah. wonder why it looked kind of familiar to me. Totally looks like that. So those are my two picks, Ryan. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I-, I think those are great picks. Um, I don't know much about the others so much, but yeah, those two I- I'm familiar with. So okay, I'll pick those ones. Perfect. There you have it. Wonderful. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, the arcade. Um, uh, the Pac-Man one uh, I got for Christmas last year, and mm-hmm. um, it has, I mean, we talked about SteamWorld Dig. It has Dig Dug in it, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Rolling Thunder 1 and 2, Galaga, Galaga 88, Tank Force. So it's got some other games in it, um, and I was glad that this is one thing that I'd like to see more developers do. Is Collections. Collections, but also... I'm going to interrupt for a second. Yes, sir. I have a huge temper tantrum going on, so I have to go away. All right. Uh, we'll figure out a way for me to do something with my games and get a choices and whatnot, but okay. I got to go. All right. All righty. Well, I understand. Thanks, man. Well, all righty. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Ms. Molly had a dolly who was sick, sick, sick. So she called on the doctor to come quick, quick, quick. Um, yeah, so I really uh, just suffered from a large toddler attack and ended up having to leave the podcast a little early. But I am back and uh, wanted to go over my games for next month so that uh, the turkey could edit this in in postscript. Is that what they call it? I don't know if that's what they call it or not, but I like it. Anyway, I had a number of games I was going to talk about. I was going to nominate West of Loathing, Saturday Morning RPG, uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, and Guacamelee. And in my mind, the other three people were going to debate this a lot. Uh, Jacob was going to talk about how um, he's never heard of these games before, and he doesn't believe that any of them have a suitable cartoon character mascot so he would just be like i guess travis strikes again is the closest thing i can get to 
Um, Ryan was going to talk about how Guacamelee is the only Metroid type game. And since he is the Metroid hunter, he feels like I should hunt Metroids, but playing a Mexican guy instead who gets to, uh, I think either turn into a chicken or beat up chickens. And Jeremy was going to basically say, uh, he's not in RPGs cause uh, turn-based is too slow. So Saturday morning RPG is out. Uh, West of Loathing's supposed to be funny, so he would consider that one. But he likes the idea of letting the Nas crew decide this. So it's going to be between Guacamelee and Travis Strikes Again, and the Nas crew has determined that that is what's going to happen. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Backlog Busters. Uh, I do apologize that I had to duck out early, um, but man, May's going to be such a fun month. All right, kids. kids, what do you... Now that he's gone, let's start the real show. All right. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Oh, sorry. I, didn't really, uh, I don't have my air horn plugged in. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, we'll get his choices. Um, but the, uh, the arcade pack, they came out with it digitally, and it was like $30 digitally. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there was no physical game in sight and then they mm-hmm. wait six months and then they say oh or maybe it might have even been a year and then they say oh yeah, yeah we're gonna bring this out um uh i think actually dig two did that i kind of stopped buying uh indie games because okay. the really big time ones because i thought you know i want to get these on carts if they are available and so uh-huh. i'll just wait and and if it doesn't come out that's fine i can buy it digitally but i'm gonna wait and if there's a cart available, I'm going to pick that up. So um, now, do you go for those limited run versions? Then I I haven't yet. Um, okay. There's some that I've definitely been interested in, but this year because I'm not buying games right now, I've kind of missed out on a few. Um, now there's several that have been. I guess they're partner partnering with Best Buy, and so there's a couple that are at Best Buy. Uh, what's the the cooking one? Um, Battle Chef Brigade. That's mm-hmm. one that uh, Best Buy is uh, stocking. Also, Undertale. They are stocking mm-hmm. that, which I got actually a, a, a free copy of um, uh, from my sister-in-law. But yes, um, you told me that. Yeah, as they accidentally. That should be in your backlog that you're playing right now. I know, I know. I I, I thought about. I thought, okay, I could just like um, get my games that. That uh, Jacob and Ryan would, you know, would want me to play. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, I've been interested in those, and I'll probably will pick those up uh, eventually. But I haven't, I haven't bit on the limited run. Have you got any of those, Ryan? Um, I don't think I have. There was one. I'm not sure if it's limited run or not. That there were. That uh, the guy Nas crew got together and got for my birthday uh, for Iconoclast, but I'm not sure who that's be in by now. Dang, where is that? Who I don't know. <laughs> when he asked Traven, that is limited run. Yeah, you got okay, that. It is limited run. run. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I have I have, <laughs> have ukulele collector's edition from limited run. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool, and I love that they do that. I love that um, there's somebody that's committing to um, making uh, physical games that that might not sure. get something on a store shelf. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's several that, uh, 
I mean, the they'd recently um, announced Luminous, and that's one that I I held mm. off buying digitally because I thought, man, they're gonna make a card of this, and so Limited mm-hmm. Run is doing that. I could see that one uh, going to Best Buy as well. It seems like kind of the really high end, or not high end, but like really popular indie games. Um, mm-hmm. They'll actually go to Best Buy, and then also a Fan Gamer has some games. So I'd like to get the Hollow Knight. Um, a cart at some point as well. I got my Undertale collection from Fan Gamer. Yeah, so yeah, I heard about your locket. I thought that was really cool that they. Uh, oh, dude, they... it's super cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Surge is is the the captain of this ship, so I guess I'm gonna have to take the wheel and see. Does this turkey have a license to drive? I don't think so. I've never <laughs> wow. seen this wheel. Um, They're going rope turkey today. As, exactly. I see I printed out my my notes which we're going to skip unless you guys have because I we do what is called the backlog builder segment where we talk about a game I guess sales so games that we want to build the backlog with that are currently on sale and I had one on our notes um the dynamite fishing did you see those like m- those like almost uh mobile games that were like for nine cents recently on uh, the eShop? I did not. When you mentioned fishing, like the person in our NOS crew that's big on fishing is Traven. So. Oh, Traven loves everything with fish. Yeah, every every game that has any kind of fish on it, he loves. So. Especially fish with lasers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves games with fish with lasers. He made his own garage VR um, level with a flying fish with lasers. That's That's awesome. He, yep. if if you're listening, uh, Dynamite Fishing is on the eShop. It was it was nine cents, and now it's nine ninety nine again. So I had to take that yeah. off my. What the heck? Yeah, it was it was like nine cents, and then there was like a versus Timberman. I can't remember that one. Wow. Was, I think some of the folks over at uh, Quest for Pixels like that game. It was like a uh, you were a lumberjack and uh, chopping down trees. And so, anyways, that was like another nine ten cent game but anyways um no we'll um we'll skip the backlog builders this month and uh, maybe come back with some games to uh to build the backlog here in the future so the next one that we're going to be doing is future log that's when i wanted to do the echo earlier Anyway, so the future that. log is a is a segment where we talk about the games that we want to buy, and uh, what what games do you guys have your eyes on? Mm, that's a great question. Is it uh, something that's out now or coming out in the near future, or something down the road? It can be anything that you want because okay. in my future log, because I'm not buying games, I'm coming up with game ideas for a game mm. that I want to see in the future that I can't mm-hmm. even buy now. So. A game that's out currently, a game that is re- that is uh, announced but not released, a game that comes to your imagination, anything you want. The future log is yours. Ryan, okay. go, go for it, man. Okay, um, I'm going to actually hit all three points. So SteamWorld Quest, something I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming to the Switch eventually. I'm definitely going to be picking up that one. And uh, what I'd kind of like to see in the future, I'd love to pick up. Um, now, I don't 
know if they're going to do it, but uh, another one of my big RPG games is Tales of Symphonia. I'd love to see. I know they have an HD version on the P- PlayStation uh, 3, and so I just, I'd love to play that on the Switch and on the go. So That sounds cool. Um, for me, something that's currently out that I've been wanting to buy um, is Unraveled 2. Hmm. I haven't bought it yet, uh, but it's a game that I feel like I could play with my wife again. I try to find some games for us, and it looks really cute. It looks really cool, and uh, it's re- realistic-looking graphics. I think it looks really fun. So that's one game that I, I want to buy um, eventually. Um, I also... Uh, one that's coming out... Um, gosh, that's kind of hard to say because... We don't know everything that's coming out. I know more is coming that we don't know about yet, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to, I guess, maybe my most anticipated game of the year is Luigi's Mansion 3, as of yeah. right now. Um, I'm looking forward to that, so I'm I'm real excited to getting that, and um, it won't go to my backlog, because I will probably put it to the front of the list as soon as I get it, but um, I, I would definitely want, I'm excited to get that. Uh, and then one for the future... Um, I think we're going to get Rare Replay on the Switch. I want so. that. That's the only reason I would buy an Xbox One right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. Cuphead in that game and maybe Halo game, but yeah, Rare Replay is a big, big one. If I can play I, Snake Rattle and Roll on my Switch, I will go crazy. Yep, I think it'll come. That's I, I really think it will come. It's just a matter of time, my friend. I want to experience the perfect dark games. I've heard oh, good yeah, things about yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we're going to get a, this is a side note, and I'm not going on a rant, but I think we'll get a 64 classic soon, too. If this Rare and Microsoft relationship keeps building with Nintendo, I think that's what's held up a 64 classic, ultimately, is those games. That's that's probably a good point. I mean, releasing that without that is kind of sad, so I think just getting the getting all that stuff lined out, um, it takes a while, and... Uh, Hopefully sure. that's what they're they're building towards. That's what I'm hoping. So it's my favorite system. I mean, it's nostalgic I, system. Exactly. I uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played the game uh, Mercenary Kings. I don't know if you ever played that game. I haven't, <laughs> but I've heard of it. Yeah. Um. I kind of like that gameplay, and that was one of the reasons they were one of the um, tribute games. I believe is who made that. Uh, they were one of the few indie games that were on stage on the P- PlayStation 4, uh, one of their E3 conferences, and I thought that game looked awesome, and that was the reason I bought a PS4. Um, and that game, I really like its... Uh, I guess it's almost supposedly like uh, Monster Hunter, um, where you go and get resources and come back to a base. Um, another game that I really enjoyed back on the 360 was... Uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. And so my future log game is a kind of a mashup of that. It's the, uh, I want Capcom to come back with a 2D bioma, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's getting late, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bionic Commando Rearmed that has more of a base building and resource gathering um, kind of open gameplay. Uh, and I think that's my future log for this month. So. Um, and the last segment, uh, which we don't have music for, but you know, it's, I need to get a mathematical song because this segment is, uh, 
sponsored by Math Man on the internet. Um, and if you, Math. I mean, I don't know if you know Math Man. He has uh, he has great stuff. Um, it seems well. I say he seems like a really nice guy. He is a really nice guy. I don't think <laughs> Math Man has any kind of like, you know, uh, skeletons in his closet. If they are any skeletons in his closet, I'm sure they're really good at like quadratic equations. Probably uh, a, lot of, a lot of decimals and fractions in there. That's right. <laughs> Nothing so, irrational though. No, no. Now, so what we've been doing uh, to uh, to to get a retro cheat code is we use Mathman's Cartesian plane, the retro cheat Cartesian plane. And so to do this, I don't know if you guys remember the Cartesian plane from math class but we have our x and y coordinates here and we've been yeah. plotting our retro cheat codes and i'm assuming that it's going to make some kind of retro cool 8-bit uh sprite for me when we're done so uh what i want you guys to do is you have to give me um a a, a number on the x number line and a number on the y number line um and so Ryan, I want you to give me uh, a number between negative 14 and positive 14. It can be zero as well. Just. Hmm. All right. Um, negative four. Negative four it is. All right. And Jacob, uh, between positive 19 and negative 19. 15. 15. All right. And and so this is the exciting part where I get to do this. Now, Ryan, I need you to, to give me a number between 1 and 3. 1 and 3. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's just go with the, the first one there, the, the 1. Number 1. All right. So I'm going to, as, as all teachers do, tell us to make a mark heavy and dark. Because when you're doing, like, Scantron tests, that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like our cheat code today is going to be for the Sega Genesis, and it's going to be for a game called Decap Attack. Have you guys ever played that game? Mm-mm. I think you throw your head. I think you're a decapitated zombie guy, and you throw your head. Hey, so I remember there being a game recently, or well, I see recently, but in the past, you know, 10 years that had a game like that. Uh, you couldn't actually die, but you could like throw your body parts and stuff. I think well, there's Headlander. I think that was one, but yes, I don't know about. Mm, anyways, so decap attack. This is how you get air walk and life refill. Um, there are two methods you can use together. The first is the air walk. Press the C button rapidly after you jump. Use the air walk to position yourself over one of the red poles found in the game, and then drop straight down onto it. Each time you do this, you will gain half of your heart back. So this is how you refill your health uh, doing this airwalk. So all those backloggers out there who are playing Decap Attack, because I know there's a ton of people doing that, you have now uh, gotten a retro cheat code. So you're welcome. Uh, And guys, that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, Let me tell you about the music that we played today. Um, we played, during our Radically Rexing for Ryan and Jacob game, we played uh, a Jurassic Park song called Everything Remains Jurassic, and a um, 
uh, our opening music was by Adam Leonard, and our closing music, because I not only know that you guys like dinosaurs, or at least Jacob, I, I assume, Ryan, you, you're also <laughs> a, a dinosaur guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's better than a dinosaur on a skateboard? So that is, uh, our closing oh. music is uh, from Skate or Die. It's called I've Got Five Skateboards Right Here. Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, I just want to thank you guys for coming on. I uh, really enjoy your show, and um, we—I uh, I hope you had a good time. So, yeah, definitely, I had a great time. I'd love to be back on someday. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I apologize that I'm tired. I've just had a long day, but no, overall, I mean, it's fun, and we've had good, a great conversation. And I love the fun games that you bring to the table. It makes it uh, definitely different than. Um, any other other show I've ever been on, you know, and especially different from ours. So uh, it's really cool and unique, and uh, I appreciate you having us. Well, thank you for being here, and yeah, I, I just, I figure um, there's no one out there doing Cartesian plane retro cheat codes, so I, I, I nope. think we have a niche, <laughs> or at least I'm going to try to make one. So anyways, thank you guys, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you later. Yeah, have yes. a blessed one. You too. 